Welcome to this week's episode of Inside Eagle News, where we will dive into everything FGCU. If this is your first time listening, I'm Addie, the Assignment and Features Editor for Eagle News. I'm Tori, Eagle Media's Executive Editor. And I'm Abby, the Editor-in-Chief for Eagle News. As usual, we have a lot of news to talk about since our last show. It's always a busy time for the team here at Eagle News. On our last show, we had the opportunity to introduce ourselves, talk a little bit about our team dynamic, and touch on some news we've been covering. This week, we welcome our first guest, Alex Cavalier, Eagle News Assistant Assignment and Features Editor to Inside Eagle News. Alex has been with Eagle News since last spring and became our Assistant Assignment and Features Editor last May. She's a junior majoring in journalism and minoring in art history. To start the conversation, we're going to ask Alex a few questions about her experience as Eagle News' Assistant Assignment and Features Editor and journalism as a whole. (laughs) All right, Alex, what made you interested in the journalism field and what career do you want to pursue after you graduate? Okay, so I kind of started in the journalism field my freshman year of high school when I joined the yearbook staff. The previous year in eighth grade, we were required to sort of choose three electives that we would take our freshman year. And I chose art because I'm a very art-based creative person. I've been doing it my whole life. I chose choir as a sort of filler. And then I chose yearbook because I knew I liked writing at least and I liked reading which literary analysis writing is so completely different from anything AP style or journalistic writing. But I was like, it'll be fine. I can do it. So I figured with having the passion for writing and then being able to do sort of art and design, I should be able to contribute to this book in some type of way, since design is also really incorporated in your book. So I joined my freshman year And I was just a staff member at first, and I kind of just fell in love with writing, interviewing, designing, all of it. It was really interesting. Um, I learned a lot about sort of profile and feature writing because in your book, you're not doing hard news. It's a lot of extended coverage. You're kind of covering different events that are happening on campus rather than doing something in a timely manner. So that's kind of where my passions sort of lie. I think even now I kind of strive to do more features and profiles rather than hard news. So junior year, I ended up being assistant editor-in-chief. So I did a lot more editing. I was working on more extended coverage stuff, such as the 2020 election was a big thing for us. We did uh, extended coverage on sort of loss and divorce. I did a lot of more editing stuff. I had more responsibilities than that. And then eventually I worked my way up to be editor-in-chief my senior year. We were sort of in the midst of the pandemic still. So we had a lot of turnover with seniors graduating. We ended up having only like four returning staff members, including myself, and a lot of inexperienced new staff members. So it was a lot, but it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it and I miss it a lot. And then Once I got to college, I decided that I'll still sort of pursue journalism or at least see where that lied for me because I still had a passion for art and design and potentially digital media design. So I took news literacy fall semester of my freshman year and I liked it, but it wasn't till I took journalistic writing fall semester of my sophomore year that kind of established my confidence in writing and that it was something I would wanna pursue. And then for what I wanna do, sort of in the future, I think I'm more like Addie and Abby, where they have more of an interest in publishing rather than actual journalism, book publishing, magazine publishing, or working for a yearbook publishing company, I think is where my true passions lie because it has a lot of design 
and more art-based elements along with the writing that I could use both creative minds to tell stories and have memories for people. Do you want to work your minor into what you go into? Not necessarily. When I was choosing my minor originally, I wanted it to be something art-based just because I love it so much. And also I know that if I want to pursue journalism, mentors have said to choose a minor or have a focus on journalism that you're interested in. So that's your sort of specialty. So since I do love art, I figured art history is something that if I do pursue journalism, maybe I could do some type of journalism related to art, the art field. Yeah, I think that's super cool. Um, So kind of going back to Eagle News and what this podcast is all about, what has your experience been like working with Eagle News and as an assistant editor? Oh my gosh, it's been so fun so far. I started last May when I was taking writing for a mass audience and Judd Cribbs, the professor, really values the Eagle Media and then just journalism student sort of relationship. So in the class, he has us work directly with Eagle News to write three stories that will eventually be published on the website. So I wrote the 25th Student Juried Art Exhibition, and I wrote a preview article for that, and then I went to the event. And then I wrote a profile on Bradley Shebel, who is a TikToker turned model, has over 1 million followers, and goes to FGCU, which were all three published on the Eagle News website. And then Riley Hazel, the executive editor at the time, came up to me in class and was like, are you interested in Eagle News? What year are you? Are you interested in being an editor? And I figured that I was going to join Eagle News my junior year either way. I went to previously. Freshman year, I had a medical issue, so I didn't end up doing it just because I was getting used to college life and I didn't want to put anything extra sort of on me. And then my sophomore year, I don't think I was necessarily confident in my writing enough until I took journalistic writing. So I figured I was going to join my junior year anyway, and this opportunity is being offered to me. So I figured if I had the editor position, cool, that's fun. If I have an assistant editor position, cool, that's fun. If I'm just a staff writer, cool, that's fun. I was kind of happy with any option that would be given to me. So... I was given the opportunity to be an assistant. It's been really good so far. I've been enjoying it. Working with Addie has been great. I think it's interesting because we only met maybe once or twice. We met when, like, your first Eagle News meeting. Yeah. That was in spring of last year. Yeah. So there wasn't necessarily a lot of interaction between the two of us before we were put in this sort of close closer partnership working relationship but over the summer we talked a lot on the phone and she always Addie always sort of asked me my opinions on things and asked for my input which as a new person going into Eagle News was really helpful to make me feel comfort comfortable just kind of switching gears a little bit what has been your favorite story that you've written recently Okay, so recently I've been working on sort of three main stories since the beginning of the semester. But I would say that my favorite has been doing a profile on the new special topics in journalism, media perspectives professor, John Lack. He's new to FGCU, but he's previously worked and created MTV 
and he has just an extensive resume. And when we found that he was working at this relatively smaller campus and school, why is he here? How did he get to Fort Myers? Yeah, it was interesting. It was intimidating because he just has such an extensive resume, but he knows so much about the media world and the knowledge of media and how it's evolved over time that to hear his insight on where it's been and where it's going is interesting. I got to sit in on his class, his first class, so I got to kind of get his whole timeline spoken from him. So then being able to do the interview was a somewhat easier of a process, but he's great. He's nice. And were you able to sit in on his class? Yeah. What'd you think? It was interesting. It was good. There was a lot of people in there. Our um, student body president was in there, which was interesting. There were a lot of other journalism students. He seems to very much care for the students' opinions and their perspectives on media. And he wants to sort of teach what they're interested in. He mentions in the interview that I did with him that he he will tell stories about what he knows and his experiences, but it's really about their perspectives because at the end of it, at the end of the course, he wants them to have their own perspective of the media. It's not about what he's saying, it's about what they want, what they are saying. So why don't you tell our audience what advice you would give to someone who maybe wants to get involved with Eagle News or write for us? I would say just do it in a weird sort of sense. I would say just get involved. Personally, I wish that I got involved earlier in my college career, and I kind of regret that I didn't, but now being in it for only a month, like majorly in it for only a month, it's been really good and everyone's really sweet and really nice. So I wouldn't be scared about that sort of aspect of being intimidated by being in a new environment and not knowing anyone. Everyone's willing to help as well, especially if you don't know AP style and you don't know anything about journalistic writing, everything's, everyone's willing to help. So I would just say get involved as soon as you can. Yeah, we have a pretty big staff mm-hmm. and we have a lot of strong staff members. So I feel like that helps too. I feel like anyone who wants to get involved, there's like a place for them kind of. I definitely agree with that. I also agree. Um, all right, Alex, if you could only write one kind of story, whether that be news, opinion, or sports for the rest of your life, what would you be writing and why? News. Stories. Sports? I'm not interested in enough to write about it all of the time. I have a background in sports. Like I was, I grew up around baseball and hockey my whole entire life. And my dad and my brother talk about it all of the time. I'm just exhausted with it. I can listen to people speak about it. I can read an article about it. I don't want to write it personally. Um, And then opinion stories. I don't think I know how to do that in an effective (laughs) way. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I understand it's my opinion. But I'm also somewhat indecisive when it comes to certain topics and certain things. So I think news, straight to the facts, telling the public of what's sort of going on is where I would be most comfortable if I had to write journalism stories for the rest of my life. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. I could agree with that. 
I could also agree with that. I think that with opinion, it's kind of like hard for some people to like write your opinion. Like you, everyone has opinions, but it's hard to at- articulate that like on paper. I feel like it's also drilled into us as like journalists not to put our opinion in things. So I feel like when I write opinion pieces, the very few times I have, it's been um, like very uncomfortable. Yeah, like we're taught we're not allowed to have an opinion. Like we do not have opinions in the journalism world. So it's definitely strange. Yeah, I would say you have to kind of like have a niche for it. Like you have to know that's what you want to do. But some people are really good. Some people are really good. It's just not for any of us, I think. Yeah, I know. I don't think I've ever written an opinion piece. I know. I don't think so. I know Cribs, in writing for a mass audience, one of our assignments was we had to write an opinion piece, and then he switched it. Yeah, I remember that. So I never had the assignment to. So I just don't think I know how to articulate my thoughts and opinions on the paper, like Tori was saying, well enough. Yeah, I feel that. Thank you, Alex, for answering all of our questions. Yes, thank you. We've loved Thanks, to know you Alex. Thanks for having me. Now let's recap some of the things we've covered since we last spoke. On August 31st, I had the opportunity to go to the Wasmer Art Gallery to see the Wild Garden exhibit. The exhibit features five artists local to Central and South Florida, and I'm going to tell you about all of them. Grace Ramsey is an assistant professor for FGCU's art program. Her paintings, encapsulating themes of womanhood and motherhood, were the starting point for this exhibit. Jen Clay is one of the artists featured in this exhibit. She had an interactive quilted installation hanging from the ceiling called Longing Limbs. She also creates plush sculptures that embody uncomfortable emotions and make them easier to face. Cynthia Mason is an artist with an architect background. The installation features floor-to-ceiling linen sculptures with porcelain. She takes inspiration from climate change and the environment. Anastasia Smoilovia is originally from Russia, but is now living in Miami. She is an observational photographer and focuses on the environment for this installation. The pieces featured in the exhibit were originally from her book, Flood Zone, which is a compilation of Florida environment-related pictures. Lusa Molnar is a painter who relates patterns to historical figures and colors that elevate historical significance within the figures. So what was it like covering the exhibit, Adi? It was really cool. As soon as I got there, they had musicians playing, and it was a jazz band from FGCU's Bower School of Music. Um, The exhibit is basically one big open room, and there are installations coming out of the ceiling and the floor and hanging on the walls. So it filled the space really nicely, even though it's just a giant open room. Um, I got to talk to all of the artists there, and they were all super nice and very eager to talk about their creations and um, all that kind of stuff. The photos look beautiful. I want to go. Yeah, did Tim go with you? Yeah, Tim, our assistant photographer, went with me and took photos, and he did an amazing job. They all look great. Um, Would you recommend students to go? Oh, definitely. I feel like the Bauer School music and the art program and things like that are a little underrated here at FGCU. Students mostly go to sports events and things like that, but 
um, it's really cool to see like what an FGC professor and local artists are doing. Um, and especially since a lot of these pieces are based on their opinions. So going and talking to them and um, like reading about their pieces is really like eye-opening to other points of view and things like that and how other people view the world. Yeah. Alex, did you go to this exhibit? I didn't get to go to this exhibit yet. I think it's still open it is. until mm-hmm. next week. I think I it's open until the end of September. Yeah. But you covered the senior art exhibit in the spring, right? I did. Mm-hmm. So kind of how Addie was saying, I also think it's important to highlight the art programs just in general. So I recommend everyone go. A lot of the art is really cool that they end up putting up there. They have different exhibits throughout the year. And I'm interested to see what the students, the senior students this year, come up with when they're doing their senior projects because it's a long process for them. So moving on to the next topic, I read through the most recent UPDB that was posted and I kind of just wanted to read some of the instances because they are pretty weird and I don't think people really realize how much UPD gets called. So we're just gonna read some of the incident reports um, that we wrote about on our website. All right, a student contacted UPD on August 20th to report an alligator near a storm drain in North Lake Village. An officer was unable to subdue the gator and it crawled further into the drain. That's not very encouraging. I know, I read that and I was like, so like I'm just trying to imagine like UPD getting called for a gator and then UPD going there and then it just like crawled into the drain. Yeah. I think it's odd that UPD is called for those things. I was just about to say that. Why don't we, I feel like we need some sort of like on-campus wildlife, like animal wildlife something. Yeah, I definitely agree. I can't imagine, I can't imagine seeing a gator and being like, call the cops. Yeah, let me just, let me just call UPD right now. Yeah. All right. So parking services advised on August 23rd of an irate male that came into the building and began yelling about people stealing ID cards and sending them overseas. The individual individual was asked to leave and complied without further incident. Like that is just what? the most random thing. I know. And just like, a random man came in? That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't specify if it was a student or like just a random person, but either way that's like very strange. Like, could you imagine sitting there and just having someone walk in well, and I'm be just like, con- we're sending ID cards overseas. Like, well, is he saying that people are stealing like our IDs or are people stealing? I don't know. What? That is so funny. Oh yeah. Like it could be like licenses, right? Right. Yeah. Instead of, I was thinking like Eagle IDs. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But at parking services. Mm, maybe it's weird. like people who find him on the ground and he had that happen to him. We've never seen someone's like license yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. People drop them in the parking garages and stuff. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe. I'm just trying to put the pieces Why together. Why are they sending them overseas? Like that doesn't make sense to me. They need to. Where's Obviously it there was something going on. A legal activity. Or he was just Having a good wild. Time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next one was actually the headline of the CPD beat. So, an officer documented the events of an ongoing scam call to UPD in a report on August 22nd. The individual on the call claimed to be from the IRS and was demanding money to settle a debt. 
The officer reported the caller had a thick accent and ignored her when she informed him that he was calling the police department. According to a report, a recording was played of an American voice warning about scams and the caller hung up. The same individual called back and said he was in the area and needed to borrow the internet. The officer again informed him he was calling a police department. UPD traced the phone number to a Vonage IP phone in Fort Myers with an unknown name. LCSO was contacted but reported no prior history with the number and UPD's further attempts to contact the individual went unanswered. Now that's a weird one. That? Who is like, you know what, I'm going to scam and I'm going to scam the police. The university police. Right. Like, obviously they were, like, didn't know that that was the number they were calling probably and they just didn't care. Yeah, but they called back after they said that they were calling a police department. I wonder what would have happened if the police department was like, yeah, you guys, like, can come borrow the internet. Oh, my gosh. How do you borrow, like, the internet? Like, Wi-Fi? Like, getting on the Wi-Fi? Yeah. You, like, walk into the, you know, domain. Excuse me, is this the police? Yes. Do you have free Wi-Fi? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. I also think it's interesting that Lee County didn't, like, have any prior incidents with this phone number or, like, I don't think a lot of people... Investigate it much further. Maybe it was, like, a prank or something, probably. Well, I also don't feel like a lot of people call 911 about their prank IRS calls. People are just like, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, like, block. Well, the university police department contacted the Lee County Sheriff's Office and was like, hey, like, we can't do this because it's not on campus. Mm -hmm. Here's the investigation. Right. So I'm surprised that they didn't find anything. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't care. I feel like they have bigger things to worry about. Well, I mean, that's than a listen, prank call. Yeah, I feel like they have bigger things to worry about than, like, a scammer. That's true. I guess they weren't, like, hurting anyone. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah, maybe. that's fair. All right. We are always trying to incorporate new things into our content, and our newest idea is having an involvement beat. So one of our writers came to me with this idea because she attends a lot of events on campus. Um, and this year we've been trying to brainstorm ideas on how to include covering more events on campus from RSOs or clubs or intramural sports, stuff like that. Um, but obviously we don't have the staff to cover every single thing that happens on campus. There's like 10 events a day. So um, this writer came to me and she was like, hey, I go to a lot of events on campus. I go to a lot of club meetings, stuff like that. Would we want to do a beat on it where every week she's going to kind of report back to us about kind of what's going on on campus, what she's what she's visiting? And I think this is a really great way to kind of show students who maybe aren't as involved what these clubs are like. Because I know I sometimes get nervous about going to a new club or something if I don't know what they do. But I think this could be helpful get more people involved yeah um I think it's a great idea I didn't even know that that was happening because like I mentioned last show I can't go to the Eagle News meeting so sometimes I'm just like a little bit out of the loop um but I saw on the website and I was like oh my gosh this is such a great idea and we are like always trying to come up with new ideas across Eagle Media and just trying to like get the word out about events and clubs and doing features on like different people and clubs and RSOs and things like that so I definitely think it'll be beneficial yeah and actually this morning so when this is published it will have been last week but um, President Cavan our student body president had his executive cabinet meeting 
Um, and he was thinking, like, how can we kind of get more students involved after COVID? We and student government specifically saw a lull in involvement on campus, and they're still trying to get that up. Um, and I was like, how funny. We just started this involvement beat. Hopefully it helps. I mean, I think it could be helpful. I do, too. Yeah. Um, so speaking of new ideas, Abby, do you want to talk about your culmination of Outside the Nest and kind of explain like what it is to our listeners? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like another beat almost, um, except only in the way that it's every week it gets posted. Um, but at the school that I transferred down to FGCU from, I did this as an intern. And every week I would write small little articles just kind of explaining what had happened in the news the week the week of. So it's local news, state news, and national. And we do a couple articles on each one, just kind of like wrapping up what happened this week, what you should be aware of. Um, and it's kind of like, I don't know if any of you guys have signed up for like any big news organization's newsletter and they come into your mailbox. Sometimes it's every day, which I think is a little overwhelming. Um, but it's like, here are the five things that you need to know about that happened the day before or something like that. So this is kind of like that. It's a way for at the end of the week, it goes up on Fridays to kind of go and be like, okay, what happened this week? What should I be aware of? We cover lots of different stuff. Um, but it's also just kind of more personalized to us at FGCU because we do still cover local news and it's not always stuff we can cover for Eagle News. So, but still important to know about. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's been working out really well. We're still trying to hammer out our newsletter. Um, that's going to be going out weekly because, you know, we just got back, um, what, like last month. So um, still trying to get up the content from all three branches. Um, but hopefully that stuff is going to go in the newsletter once it gets up and running. So let's kind of talk about the September issue. So how's it going, everyone? I know we were kind of talk about, talking about it before we started recording, but... Um, it's so coming together. It, it is coming together now that we have reached the end of the road a little bit, but this has been one of the most difficult months that I've experienced getting all of our print articles together. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it's just because people around campus and, you know, employees and students are just so busy trying to get back into yeah. the swing of things. Um, it's kind of been hard to, like, reach out to people and get well, stories and done a, and interviews. And yeah, like and there's that. a lot that goes into the articles, too. Like, some things, Alex wrote an article for print, and we had it in, everything, but then we were waiting on photos, which isn't something we can necessarily control. We have to wait for people yeah. to get those to us. But there's also just been a lot of, like, changes there have. that are going on. Um, like One, one uh, of the stories going in print is about campus dining changes. And if you've been anywhere in, on campus, you've probably seen that there are food trucks and there are changes going in and Cohen and things like that. So, Yeah, lots of changes. And rent is being raised on campus, which you can read all about in the print issue. But that was something that the Board of Trustees meeting, they had a town hall about it, weren't until this week. So mm -hmm. it's kind of hard. We know that that's an important topic that students need to read about, but we can't really get you a story unless we ourselves know what's going on and are able to learn about it. So yeah, yeah it's just been last minute. It's really hard to plan um, 
sometimes because yeah we have a deadline which our deadline is on monday so we definitely are cutting it a little close but that's kind of usually how it is because again um like addy and abby were saying it's hard because things are always changing and we may have to like cut a story to put another story in um i was supposed to write a story for this issue and it did not work out so hopefully that's going in the October issue, but just things like that, like we have to replace or we have to cut or we have to like change a bunch of things because something just changed so much. It's definitely hard to keep things in line before a deadline just because there's so many people communicating and things are constantly changing. Yeah, the ball sure. is always rolling. Mm-hmm. The grind never stops. That is my mantra for the week mantra for my life honestly the grind never stops (laughs) this week specifically feels like that this week has been has been a lot um but I kind of just want to take the last part of the show to talk about a few things that we deal with on a daily basis as student journalists so what kind of advice would we give to students that want to go into journalism but maybe a little nervous well when I'm asked this question I think of one of our newest writers his name is Jeffrey um, and he came to our very first Eagle News meeting of the semester. And he was he's doesn't have a declared major yet. He's just kind of unsure. He's trying to feel out what's going on on campus. And he came to our meeting and picked up a story, um, wrote it, and now he's going to be a journalism major. Yeah. Because he just fell in love with writing. And it really is just such a fun. He's double majoring in communications and journalism. So my advice would just be to jump into the deep end. Like, we're all here to catch you and help you and um, kind of hold your hand and and we're not going to, like, let you go astray kind of thing. Um, and as for a major, our professors here are so great. They are very forgiving and um, approachable, which I feel like is a really big deal for me because I know when I'm in, like, my gen ed classes, I don't really want to go up to my professor because there's a hundred other kids in there and it's a little daunting but you have smaller classes so you know everyone like we're all just one big family I kind of feel like so yeah um I would say for me there are so many examples in not even just Eagle News Eagle Media as a whole just like Jeffrey where they came in knowing absolutely nothing and that's completely okay like we don't expect you to know anything like we want to help you we want to give you something that you're passionate about because if you're not passionate about something then what's the point I I get asked this question all the time like if if I could do they asked me if I could do anything like in the world like any any job anything like what would I do like no limits. And I always say journalism, because if you don't have that driving passion for like the job that you're going into, then I don't really see the point in doing it. I would change my major like immediately if that wasn't my answer. Um, So I just think that passion is just so important. And I went to um, Mark Bickle's class, um, his journalistic writing class last week. And I talked to um, students about um joining like eagle media and things like that and i made sure to emphasize that like it's okay if you don't have any experience it's okay to be nervous like we are here to hold your hand every step of the way like you just need to come into the room and we will help you the rest of the way like you're not going to be by yourself like we want to make you a better journalist so my advice is just to be passionate and also like be okay with taking constructive criticism because that's the only way you're going to get better 
like, does it feel great to have um, cribs right all over my stories? No, it doesn't. But, like, I'm going to take that criticism in his notes and use it for my next story and get a better grade because that's how we become better. Yeah, and this isn't really advice, but I will say a journalism major does not mean that you have to be a reporter. doesn't mean you have to be a writer. doesn't mean you have to be on TV. There are so many things. I mean, I look around campus. So many people that I meet are, were journalism majors, and they're in every field on campus. There are librarians upstairs right now that were journalism majors. So there's so much you can do with it. It's not necessarily – you're not putting yourself in a box if you become a journalism major. There's so much you can do, and that's what I really loved about it is there's also – a niche for everyone within journalism. Like if you like photography, you can do that. If you if you like nature, you can go write for or for National Geographic. You can be a nature photographer. There's something for everyone in journalism and I just I really love that. I do too. I and like three of us in this room right now don't want to go into reporting. Reporting and your stereotypical journalism. Like there is so much for everyone. And if you get involved with Eagle News, you'll figure out what you kind of like and what you don't like. Like for me, I don't love writing hard news. And I've discovered that through Eagle News. But I really like writing features and profiles and honoring people and their stories. So you just kind of figure out, like Abby said, what your niche is and kind of go from there. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said on the last show, I'm a double major, so I'm political science and journalism. So unlike the three other people in this room, <laughs> I am very, like, straight to the point with my writing because I do want to go into, like, political journalism. So my writing is going to be very different from a lot of other people because I'm always just trying to get to the point, like, hard news, like, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, this is what you need to know. Um, I'm not very, like, feature-y, profile -y. Like, that's just not... Like, I can write a profile, I can write a feature, but it's really not my favorite thing to do. Um, so, like, there's definitely something for everyone. Like, you can double major... You can have a minor in anything, and, like, you can write about that. Like, that's what that... Like, they have, like, reporters for, like, all of these things at news stations and, and at newspapers because, like, everything needs to get reported on. Like, that's the point of journalism is so we can get the word out about everything in the world. Um, so the next question I wanted to touch on is how do we as students navigate our jobs at Eagle Media and our academics? And in other words, how do we do what we do successfully? Well, I will be the first to admit that it is hard. Um, I am very thankful that right now Eagle Media and Eagle News and my classes have a big overlap. So a lot of the assignments that I'm doing for my classes are also for Eagle News. Um, like in, I'm taking writing for a mass audience right now and we're about to have a profile that will be published on Eagle News. Um, so they kind of go hand in hand. Um, but it's hard. I definitely have to allot time for specific things and say, okay, I'm giving myself an hour to do X, Y, and Z. And then after that hour, like, I need to be done because I'm not touching it anymore. Yeah, I 
would say, because you're one semester behind me, so I would mm-hmm. definitely say last semester I felt the same way. Right now, no. Honestly, I'm drowning. But I, th- I think that what Tori said before is what keeps us all sane. And I do not say that lightly. Just having a passion for it, I think, is the only thing that makes it okay that I'm running on, like, four hours of sleep some nights because I'm up all night editing and I go to class. It's just I really do love what I'm doing. Honestly, that's the only thing I can say right now that keeps me afloat and Red Bull. <laughs> because I just – it really is a lot, and I'm, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because just – being in journalism in general can be a lot. And I think, yeah, what you said, Tori, having a passion for it is just what makes it all worth it and makes it fun still, even if I'm, even if I have a lot going on, I still enjoy it. So it doesn't really feel like it's even terrible. (laughs) So for me, it's, um, it's definitely been a struggle, if I'm being completely honest, especially because we are looking for an advisor right now um again like abby said we don't sugarcoat it in the newsroom we are straight to the point that's just how our brain works um and we're not going to get anything done if we sugarcoat things so for me since i am political science and journalism it's 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 hard um because my political science classes um are senior level classes and my journalism classes are like junior level So I am writing a lot of essays in my political science classes, and it's a lot of lectures. So it's it's definitely a lot. And it's it's very hard for me to separate my academics from my work life because I get so many emails. I'm constantly fielding emails. I'm constantly fielding texts from everyone because we're all just trying to communicate and get everything done. So I'm always just trying to help and just be helpful and just trying to make sure that everyone like is good. So it's very hard for me to, like, separate. Like, if I'm working on homework and then I get a text from, say, Abby asking me a question, like, I'm going to answer that text. I, I don't have the ability to ignore it for 30 minutes and then go back, like, like just ignore it and then text her 30 minutes later. Like, I cannot do that. I have to answer it. And that's definitely something that I need to work on because um, it definitely becomes an issue. But, yeah, it's, again, like, it's all about the passion. Um like, it's something I'm passionate about. It's something that I love doing every day. Um, I love the people that I work with. Eagle Media is like a family, honestly, like we've all been saying. Um, so we have to make it fun because if it's not fun, then it, it's just not fun. <laughs> and going, like, doing work just isn't fun anymore, and it just kind of takes, like, the passion out of it. So, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I think one other thing is picking up stories or reporting on things you like, too. Because if I'm going to be sent, see, I'm not a sports writer. If you send me to a volleyball game and tell me to report on it, okay, that's not going to be fun for me anymore. But, like, also I think we do a pretty good job of pitching a lot of stories so people can pick up things they're interested in, wanting to cover. That helps, too, I would say, a lot. I mean, that really ties in with the having a passion for it, but that's another way. Sort of having your passion, having your niche and what you like to cover I think is important. Yeah, just in general to keep that passion alive and knowing what you're interested in so then you can report on it and report on it effectively and you'll get all the information that goes into a journalistic article. Yeah, and it's also okay not to know what your niche is yet. Yeah. Like when you start out, you're probably not going to know what you want to write. 
I think the most people who come into the, our newsroom and say, I know exactly what I write are sports writers. Yeah. And or they I, end up switching it. Yeah. Um, but it's okay not to know what you want to do. And that's part of our job is to help you figure that out and help you navigate this sometimes overwhelming world of journalism. Mm -hmm. I think that another thing that's really helpful is our team dynamic. Um, like if say like Abby is like really slammed with something like Addie can take that over for her. Or like if I need Abby to do something like in the Google Drive and like make a list, like she'll do that. Like we're very like flexible in helping each other because we all know that we all have other things going on. We're in other RSOs, we have our classes, like some of us have jobs off campus too. Like this is not the only thing we're doing. It would be so much easier if, you know, this was our only job, but it's not. Um, and I don't really know how much people realize like how much we actually do and how much time we put into Eagle Media. Like it's, it's insane, if I'm being completely honest. Um, Abby and I only get paid for 10 hours. We work double, triple, sometimes like quadruple yeah. that some weeks. And it's, it's not, sometimes it's a struggle, you know, but um, we do it because we love it. So yeah, for sure. And we're getting really good experience. That's true too. All right. That is it for today, everyone. As usual, follow Eagle News on Instagram at Eagle News and follow Instagram. No. <laughs> and follow Inside Eagle News at Inside Eagle News to stay up to date with the latest campus news. Make sure to tune in on Monday, September 18th for our next show to hear about what's been going on inside Eagle News. This is Tori Fultz. This is Abby Muth. This is Addie McCullough. And this has been Inside Eagle News. Oh, that Another was a successful bit. day. Oh, it's been an hour. Oh. My ears hurt so bad. Oh. All right. Let's.